Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. My name is Tim. I'm the dungeon master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. It is December, and we are going to now listen to an episode of the Faerun 4, and this will be the last episode for 2022. Uh, going to take a little bit of an extra, maybe week or two off over the holiday break, catch up on some editing, and, you know, spend some time with family and friends, I guess. You know, being the end of the year kind of has really snuck up on me, and I am just now, like, sitting down to record this little preamble, I'm just now trying to grapple with, like, the significance of, of the this year coming to an end. And, you know, it's been it's been a good year for the podcast. You know, we've this was like in May, it was year number four, I think, of doing the podcast, which is, you know, a lot longer than I thought that we'd be going. You know, truth be told, there were many times like during the recording of campaign one where I was just like, this is so much work. And I can like really wrap my head around like how to really just get comfortable enjoying the process. You know, I know that I started this podcast trying to like drive attention to my books, which I hardly mention anymore. Because <laughs> um, this this has sort of taken on a life of its own. And, you know, in the early stages of the podcast, it really didn't make a difference about like, there's no appreciable difference in, in anybody, in any interest uh, in, in my books. And I, so I was a little feeling deflated. But once we started getting listeners and interacting with people, you know, that really made all the difference. So I guess like with the year coming to a close, I just want to really take a moment to express my profound gratitude to everybody who is listening to this, to everybody who has like supported us on Pat uh, Patreon, like current and past patrons. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting us. Anybody who's left us like a review or rating anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. And anyone who has sent like, an email or a message just to show some support, some kind words, like that kind of stuff, like maybe a very little consequence to someone to send it. But like for me to get it, uh, like that really can change the entire course of my day, you know? Um, so yeah. And if you're just listening silently, like I know you're out there, I can see the stats in my download history so, uh, thank you to you two. It hasn't felt like four years, and like f our five-year benchmark is coming up pretty soon, like in, in about five months. And you know, I've been talking with the the God's Eye crew, um, trying to figure out like a good giveaway to really show our appreciation um, to the audience. So, yeah. So I guess I want to say thanks. And uh, and thanks to like my fellow creators for supporting us, for collaborating with us. And I got to tell you, like I am, I am really just terrible at reaching out and like offering to collaborate. So thank you to Ben and Sandro, to the Tabletop Misfits, to Ryan Howard for always like keeping us in mind of like you know people to chat with. And I'm I'm flattered that anybody thinks that I have like ideas or opinions that mean a damn. So 
If there's anybody that I've missed, uh, I apologize. This is all very off the cuff. These are not prepared remarks. And if this was some kind of ceremony, I'd be getting played out right about now. But, uh, and you know, like despite it being a good year for the podcast, I, I just want to express, and I know that I've probably said this many times, I am really terrible at engaging on social media. It's, it's still like a foreign concept to me. So if you have, you know, messaged me <laughs> in the past, and if my responses seem like terse or maybe a little awkward, like the awkwardness is genuine. It's not meant to be dismissive or anything like that. <laughs> I can assure you, uh, I'm just really bad at engaging on social media and... I've almost like for my own mental health, I've like been trying to do less of it, trying to stay like active more in the discord. So if you have discord, like, please join us. And, you know, it's it's a much friendlier space, I find f for me to like, um, participate. So yeah, discord still good, like Facebook and Instagram. It's a chore to get on there. I know sometimes I post a funny meme or two. But uh, yeah, it's it's those aren't really places I want to be. To say nothing of Twitter, good God. Anyway, so this is just a long preamble for, for me to express a few sentiments that I've been feeling. Um, the main one being extreme gratitude that we're still doing this, that people are still listening. And you know what? I think we'll just keep doing it. And coming up like in the new year, um, I have to say, like, for the God's Eye, for both campaigns, really, like, there's some really interesting stuff happens. I have no idea what Tom has in store for the Favorite and Four. Um, and in terms of the God's Eye crew, uh, last week we, we recorded a session and I messaged them beforehand and I said, I think I might be more excited than you three for this session coming up because I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, so, like, they have really grab the steering wheel of, of the story. And in the next few God's Eye episodes, you're going to sort of begin to see how. And right now, they're in a pretty risky situation. We just recorded episode 41 of that campaign. Um, they're in a pretty risky situation. And I th think, like, the, the God's Eye campaign may wrap up, like, between episode 50 and 55. So, like, things are really coming together. Things are really culminating in terms of events. And the question is, will I be able to juggle it all? Who knows? Yeah, anyways, I'm going to stop blabbering on now. So enjoy this episode of Faerun 4 as Tom does a killer job as Dungeon Master, uh, leading a group of players that are very difficult to keep focused. So let's rejoin Hugo, Thorn, and... Castan or Castan, doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Oh yeah, and Boney Danza. All right, here's my here's my recap notes. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hang on. I thought that was it. <laughs> Forge of Fury. Um Durgid in the Black. Ousted by Orcs resettled beneath the stone tooth. Kundrakar, in quotation marks, Blazingdale, nearby mining town, 
Orcs near the Lurkwood. That's what happened next last episode. Yeah, Blazing Dell. I wrote Blazing Dell. I got Blazing Dell in mountains near Mirabar. Food rations eaten by something. And then we found a dead horse and rider and a large orc-sized arrow in the rider. I mean, the arrow wasn't the size of an orc. The arrow was the size of an arrow. You would shoot from an, a bow that would be an orc-appropriate-sized bow. So the arrow was appropriately sized for an orc. <laughs> Jesus Ar- Christ. Arrow-sized, so long as you're an orc. It's a bunch of wordsmiths. <laughs> That's the problem with playing with these guys. <laughs> I like the idea so, yeah. better that it's an arrow the size of an orc. Imagine the thing that shot that. So Tom, maybe you can uh, maybe you can flush out some of those details there. We're heading to we're heading to a local mining town to get some supplies, I think. Um, Blazing Dell, and like before we head on further to find this Forge of Fury. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the, the my recap was basically yeah you had been working on some clues regarding the prince after getting the apple, but yet also we're too late to cure him but it seems sketchy so you're doing some investigating but that's going to take some time to develop so instead darius provided you um a book of notes and bits of information that he had been gathering regarding this um yeah this old dwarven uh stronghold which is called kundrakar now it was kind of lost there's little bits of histories that are all like broken up and so you guys have this like book of notes so you can you know if you if you want to like check or look through it or try and like study it um like at any point to help you help yourselves like reference what's going on you you can ask me and and you can look through these notes that darius has provided you um you have been traveling north you had the cart with all your gear and stuff in it and yeah you did see some signs of orc-sized arrows around <laughs> around these forests. So you you had traveled north in search of the dwarven stronghold of Kundrakar and all of its riches, of course. In the notes provided by Darius, there's things like uh, a local map. There's a map of the mountain range, which is called... Um, that's called the Stone Tooth. Um, so there's a, a map of that range and some local topography. Uh, there's some historical information and there's some random pages on, you know, some bits of lore and, and maybe some local like beasts and stuff. Um, as you all traveled further north, it's become cold. The roads are rough and like uncared for. And your cart pushes on mostly thanks to the strong horse that's leading it. Um, and yes, if you follow the directions well, you'll all be arriving in the mining town of Blazingdale. And this is like the last sign of civilization um, in this forested area. And the mountain range you're looking to investigate is like 30 miles north through rocky terrain and dense forest. So it'll take about three days travel from Blazingdale, but that's your last chance for any uh, civilization or like a roof over your head. I feel for the road that is cold and rough and uncared for. Because mm-hmm. that's uh, pretty much like me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thorn. Thorn. You're in a mood, Thorn's eh? Thorn's an emo kid, apparently. <laughs> Thorn's got bangs over her face and her <laughs> headphones in listening to MCR. 
man. You said it and I was like, yeah, I know those feels. <laughs> See, I remember we had, uh, we had heard a disturbance. We went to investigate. We found this dude shot with an arrow that is appropriately sized for an orc to shoot. Um, and then... <laughs> And then we heard our uh, caravan or our wagon being sort of ransacked or maybe our horse was spooked and something had gone through our stuff and there were some like floating lights, I think. Yeah. But nothing really came from it. They went back off into the forest and yeah, you guys are basically going to be approaching Blazing Down. Now, it's a mining town. There's not much to it. Uh, it does have a population of about 2,000 uh, pretty diverse people, although most of them are humans. Um, it's got large wooden palisades defending its perimeter, and the gates are guarded uh, by the local town watch. Um, but it's mostly a mining industry town. There is like uh, an outfitters, a local inn, and like a small temple, but that's about it. So, I mean, if you, you guys have the option to stop and, like, talk or whatever if you want, but you know that your true goal, uh, according to the notes, is about three days travel north from here. Thorn would want to continue traveling. I mean, it might be worth just asking if anyone's heard anything or seen anything like these lights that we saw. I don't know if maybe the, the temple or, or the inn. I'm assuming the inn would probably have, like, a small little pub kind of connected to it. Or, yeah, it's an inn and tavern. Yeah, so I mean, maybe uh, I don't know if we want to. Maybe if we want to just like stay. What time of day is it that we arrive? Like midday. So maybe if we kind of make a plan to just stay the night here to, you know, get a good rest after being on the road for a few days, and we can grab a room at the inn if there's one available, and then maybe poke around the tavern slash uh, potentially the temple and see if anyone's heard anything or. Or what? If everyone's in agreement. Sure. Okay. Yeah, maybe I can go to the temple and uh, maybe give a description of the dead person we found, see if he's a local, or in case anybody comes looking for him. Mm -hmm. Right, so you guys roll into town as you come up. Uh, There are guards at the gate, um, but uh, seeing you, there's no real concern. I let you roll in. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know... You're, well, you're not orcs. <laughs> I suppose that's a big issue. Good enough. They don't know that for sure. <laughs> well, where are you guys in the cart? Like, who's sitting where? Who's driving this thing? Uh, who was driving? Do you I feel like it would be Cass, because you'd probably be like having a conversation with the horses. I use furbold magic to look like an orc. <laughs> no, you don't! <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I will say, do you look like a furbolg, or are you using it to look like um, something else right no, now? No, I'll just look like a furbolg still. Okay. I'd say then they might actually just stop you as you come up, uh, seeing that you're kind of... Big. Aren't you like eight feet tall? Or yeah, something, something like, like that? that. I think I'm like seven, you're seven foot six. You're orc height. Yeah, so they'll, they'll stop you, they'll take oh, a closer no, eight, look. Eight foot five is what I have written down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like you get taller every time somebody asks. Like 10 feet? Like 10 feet tall? 11 foot 4? I sh- on my character sheet, I wrote 8 foot 5. 17.5. 460 pounds. <laughs> and I'm yeah, a, and like 106, 10 strength. 106 years old. And 9 uh, feet and 17 11, inches tall. 11 strength. 
That's a lot of muscle to be carrying around to be so weak. Yeah. I'm lean. I'm very lean. You're a lean eight <laughs> I'm foot. Lean 406. I'm 406 pounds. <laughs> a lean 406. It's a fantasy game. It's mostly moss weight. <laughs> oh. Exactly. That's exactly right. So yeah, the guard will stop you and say, hold a second. Zah, where are you coming from? I just point backwards. <laughs> okay, a silent type. Uh, someone in this cart want to tell me what's going on? We're making sure I lo- you look like a furbolg. I was worried you might be an orc in disguise. I am a uh, furbolg. They don't usually... They don't usually... They stink a little worse than you guys do. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what's your business in town, if you don't mind me asking? Um... We just hope to spend the night before moving on north. Oh, good idea. Uh, you know, there has been orc scouting parties around. They're kind of a constant threat. Really? You should be safe in here. Uh, we've got the one inn and tavern, so that's pretty much your only choice. Uh, just try and stay out of trouble and uh, stay safe. Oh, thank, thank you, good sirs. We appreciate your hospitality. Sure thing. Hey, have you heard of this asshole named Brock? (laughs) Brock? Mm, Well, there's no Brock here that we know of. We got Brad. We're not talking about Brad, are you? He's Nightwatch. No, not Brad. Okay, fine. I just want to make sure that there's no Brock presence. Just making sure to spell, like, spread malcontent towards Brock everywhere he goes as well. Like, he's an asshole. Don't trust him. His name's Brock. Don't trust him. I like the worst of orcs. I feel like you're just gonna go around like tagging buildings with like a benevolent hand symbol, so that everyone's just gonna think they're a bunch of d bags who like graffiti everything. <laughs> Brock was here, just everywhere. Yeah. yeah, my my campaign of terror against the benevolent hand. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dave Watch. Thank you, uh, security man. Let's go. Hip hip. <laughs> Sally forth, horses. <laughs> All right, you guys roll on through the gates. Because there's just the one so, horse, isn't there? Yeah. I was yeah, talking to you the and the horse. horse. Thank you. <laughs> Cass would take that as a compliment. Uh, so, yeah, you guys easily see the inn. It's called the Griffin's Nest Inn and Tavern. It's a simple wooden building. Not much to it. Is there, like, a, a little spot to park the cart and like tie up the horse like a little stable or something yeah the uh, town has um, quite wide roads and plenty of places to tie up carts and horses uh, as they're they move a lot of mining material through here All right, well. so you're able to easily tie up and go in it's uh, a female half elf is is running the place she's the only staff working uh, but you should have no trouble getting a uh, room and something to eat Great. So maybe, yeah, we kind of grab a room and maybe throw our stuff in or whatever and head down for some lunch. And maybe we'll just ask, uh, we could ask her if we could say, you know, the, the guards mentioned orcs. Have you had issues with orcs here recently? So the bartender introduced herself as Sarah Bankdown. And she'll say, 
Don't need to do a voice for everything. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'm Sarah Bigdown. <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head. That's why I couldn't do it. It's like a bad Marge impression. I'm Cyril. I can't even. Cyril says, uh, yes, there's uh, uh, a beer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful room to rent. My audio's going off the charts for that. Yeah, I know. I'm blowing at the levels when I do it, too. I cannot breathe. You sound like Homer impersonating Marge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to answer your question, though, yeah, orcs are kind of part of life. Um, they also live around here. Uh, they forage out in the same forests. Um, mm. So this isn't anything new. No, not for Blazing Dell, not at all. I see. That's why of the two thousand or so in the population, a lot of those are members of the the local town watch, uh, acting as security both for the town but for carts coming and going. Can we ask if they have anybody missing from town that they know of? It's hard to track. Like, none of the permanent residents have gone missing lately. But because it's fairly common to have kind of passerbys, uh, they don't always see someone a second time. But they don't know if that means they just moved on or if something happened. Can I ask, like, when the orcs are usually active, like, out and about? Do they roam around during the day or is it at night? When are when are like people most at risk when they're traveling on the road? Uh, nights nights are always a little bit more dangerous because you run the risk of an ambush. Uh, they are decently intelligent, um, but the local guard like keeps uh, you know a few miles like maybe around here somewhat secure and. Most of the orc foraging parties or scout groups are more to the north. So you just have to know what to look. But there's always a risk, day day or night. Can I ask a sad question? Of course. Do you remember if Boney Danza is with me? Yeah, you can summon him when you like. He's like your, your buddy now. Okay, I just like the idea that we're both sitting in the bar and I'm just feeding him drinks. Oh, so you've got him with you? Okay, yeah. so he's got his hat and scarf on. Yes. They're just like dumping through his empty ribs yes, and onto I'm the floor? Yes, I'm chuckling every time it happens. God, what a waste <laughs> of ale. <laughs> She's the only one working, so you're in conversation. Every once in a while, she'll like look over at you, watering bony Danza. But uh, you guys always pay really well for your drinks. <laughs> usually over overpriced, so... I'm just going to assume you basically put a goal down immediately. Yeah. And right from the get-go, she's like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm like putting a cup under his ribs, though, so I can catch it and then drink it myself. That is oh, that's so gross. <laughs> He's a spectral skeleton. Oh, okay. That's true. Bony. In that case, it's pretty metal. It's more hygienic than a real skeleton. <laughs> Even if it was real. I mean, he's been dead long enough that there's really no, like... Yeah, contaminants. There's no fleshy bits. Plus, the it's alcohol. It cleans as it goes. Exactly. (laughs) It's one of those uh, forty percent beers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, usually they water it down. Yeah, they they ship it in straws, and then they water it down. (laughs) All right. Well, what about the lights? Do you ask the lights? I mean, Sarah. Sarah asks, like, I mean, you guys see, like, seem like you're 
fitted for some combat. You have a fair amount of gear. Uh, could I ask, you know, what, why are you in a mining town? Mining your own business. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. No problem. I won't I'm ask just going to yell questions. like out the corner of my mouth. Did you guys ask about the lights? Yeah. Why didn't you just ask about the <laughs> because lights? Because I'm over here watering Bony Danza. <laughs> Sorry, you guys saw some lights. I mean, we, we try and light up the town, but what are you talking about? I'll, I'll describe. I'll describe like the um, the event. Like our carriage, our wagon was kind of uh, ransacked of its foodstuffs, and we saw these floaty lights through the woods. Seems a little bit creepy. Hmm. Well, you know, it is an old, dense forest, and any time. You know, we get some of these ancient woods. There's always the risk of encountering some fae-like creature. You know, they're often mysterious and uh, tricksters. Maybe something like a wisp or a fairy or something. Or, I mean, it could have been fireflies. Those are also pretty common around here. But if you need to restock on goods, there is the local uh, Adventure Outfitters and Dry Goods Store. Adventure Outfitters. Do you have to have like a membership for that, or yeah, is it like Mac? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's like guest guest prices. Adventure. I mean, you could get a membership and say and earn points. <laughs> Point system. What do the points get us? Just points. XP. Point. You know, buy points. Eight, buy eight rations, get one free. <laughs> to talk to Tolm about that. He runs the Adventure Outfitters. Mm. Well, do you guys need anything? I'll probably go and replace our rations, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take much. A couple silver, you can easily buy rations for your trip. Do, do they have, like... If this is a mining town, do they have, like, any sort of black powder? Like, mining charges? I will look into that. It's a bit of a special request, because I wouldn't assume he keeps it on the shelf for normal sale. If not at the Adventure Outfitters, then I don't know, maybe maybe somebody else. My thing is, like, if we get jumped by the orcs, I kind of want to have a little bit of a surprise ready for them. Like, take some, <laughs> if they have it, you know, put it in a fancy c- container. So I'm like, no, don't take this. It's my grandmother's ashes, and she wanted me to, <laughs> uh, you know... Light on fire. It's my friend Brock's ashes, and he wanted, he wanted me to be, you know, spread his ashes up in the, uh, you know, fucking, what do you call it? Uh, uh, in in Kundrakar. And then, like, they're like, no, we're going to take Brock's ashes. And I'm like, well, okay. And then I, like, light it up with a firebolt, and it blows up in their face, their sweet fucking face. And then I have the. And then I have the. And blowing up Brock at the same time. She's like, who's she's, Brock? Who's Brock? <laughs> she's kind of like, her eyes just go wide and she nods and walks away. Oh yeah, I've been saying this thing out loud the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cyril. Wow. <laughs> Don't want to get on uh, the sir's bad side. <sighs> She just walks away. It's like, like, why is everybody looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) We just... (laughs) Cass just slowly puts another gold on the table. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, 
very hilarious Brock hating aside, uh, if you if you ask into Black Powder, I will say that he's able to sell you a small keg of it if you're interested. But it does come at a cost. Let me check my character so sheet for my gold. <laughs> you said it was chilly out this way? Mm-hmm. Do we have um, the appropriate clothing? Mm. I don't know. You were kind of down by the water side. You, you may have prepared, but... Uh, I'm not too sure what's on your character sheets. What kind of clothing are you wearing? A light armor. Just the light armor? Mm. Do you have like commoner's clothes on or something? Light armor? <laughs> I got a lot of skin exposed by the looks of it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, it might be a little cold for you guys, I mean, especially since this is the last uh, place you'll probably find like an actual room to sleep in. Uh, how much is it for a cloak? <laughs> All right, you can get a nice, warm uh, fur cloak for, it doesn't even cost that much. Like, two gold, you get a nice one. Can I get, like, a, one of those, uh, like, the, the hat that George Costanza gets in Seinfeld? Like, just the big fur cap, and it keeps him warm, he doesn't need anything else? <laughs> yeah, they've got one that's made out of a whole rabbit, and another one that's made out of a badger. Badger, please. Oh, yeah. Okay. How much um, is that? Badger skin hat. I have one gold for that one. Okay. Do, do they have, like, also a cheaper cloak? <laughs> for bony dance? <laughs> like, a ratty, thin, like, deer cloak with some holes yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some... Like, 50 silver. Let's get some shitty... Like, I, I want something that looks shitty, uh, but is warm, just so that when we're traveling, like, the orgs would, like, these people aren't worth robbing sort of thing. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. And how much for that yeah, black there's powder? lots of, like... So the black powder they, they can provide you because you seem like responsible folk. <laughs> they'll provide one pound. It's like one small little uh, wooden keg of it. It's 150 gold. What? Oh, shit. Wow. Hang on, hang on, hang Doesn't on. Doesn't come cheap. Okay, let's negotiate here. I have <laughs> a very nice flask made of silver, or at least coated in silver. I also have... Um... <laughs> I also have a Caracas's gold ring. Okay. Can that uh, can that like um, you know lessen lessen the blow a little bit? Yeah, I wish I remembered. I give you these items and then I forget what they're worth. And just so I know, just before I fork this up, I'm like, if somebody lights this on fire, like, what kind of reaction am I expecting? Is it like, um, you know, warm warm your fingers and toes, or is this like? For this powder keg? Yeah. I mean, if you, like, stuffed some sort of wick in it and lit lit it so the whole thing went, mm-hmm. then uh, you could expect about a 60... F- well, so it the stats I'm going to use is you have a 60-foot range. You can huck it, like, a fair bit. It's a 5-foot radius, DC 12 dexterity saving throw, or take 3d6 fire damage. But I'll also, like, you know, it's a bomb, so it has some contextual stuff if you use it in a creative way. Or you could, like, pour the powder out into, like, a line and light it. It's going to not really cause damage, but, uh, you know, it would flare up pretty good. Okay. I mean, yeah. If, if, I can, if I can haggle them down to, like, 125 by trading those things, then I'll be happy. Was it a flask and, like, a gold goblet? 
A silver flask and Caracas's gold ring. Okay, and... And you know what? I'll throw in the crystal flask, too. There is a crystal flask. Wait, no, that's potion. That Never mind, that's a potion. I'm keeping that. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to throw those two in, and then how much gold will you offer? I'll say 125. That's a deal. She'll take it. Sweet. I see uh, you gave away that Caracas ring. I didn't give it away. I sold it. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a life or death situation here. Okay, that so you need. Well, whose side are you on? Are you on our side or are you on the York side? I'm not bitter. She's bitter. Um, so you buy your explosives and then you all have a clothing montage where you all try out different gross animal skins and dress up. Yes. So I would like to purchase for myself a warm cloak. Yeah. Um, cheap skin. And I would also like to purchase a cheap warm cloak for Boy Danza. Yeah, you got that ratty old deer skin yeah, on Yeah, he's him. got his scarf and his top hat. He's looking dapper yeah. and warm. He's nothing but bones. Cast, cast. Uh, they, they could they could stitch something together for you. You're a big man. They don't usually <laughs> like carry seven something cloaks. size. <laughs> yeah, I need Mr. A, big and tall over here. I need a big What old, about like um, big a big like sheepskin kind of like vest? Like it's a bit patched together. Vest? <laughs> or, or you could have some, you know, or it could just... Or just like, arm warmers. Like, strap two cloaks <laughs> together into a really big cloak. Yeah. That. Does that work? It's got You're the front on it, too, Muppet right? Man. It's like the poncho kind of style. Yeah, perfect. There you go. So what's that like? Five? And then do you do you want the skins to match, or they could be two different ah, skins? Ah, they could be two different. It'll make me look okay. a little bit less conspicuous. Like brown on one side and uh, tan on the other or yeah, something. Yeah, perfect. Nice. And then Hugo's got his badger hat. <laughs> so uh, how much is that cloak for me? Like four gold? Cause it's yeah, just a couple. Pretty incident. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. You're all protected from the weather. You're doing well. You got your extra food rations. Is there anything else that we think? Like, I've already got a few. I've got a few healing potions. Does anyone else think there's anything else we would need like that? Mm, no. I don't think so. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, do we want to go um, maybe check out the... Fight some work, but No, check out the temple and see if... <sighs> church. If they know anything specific about like these lights. Like, what's-her-name was saying? It could be like a fake creature or something, but the temple might know more. Maybe not. I Why say not? That, Let's go ask. Like, Cass, as somebody who can, who can like, cast... Uh, Lights, lights. <laughs> um, and spells that can create little lights and stuff like that. A cast is going to be very interested in kind of trying to figure out what that is. I mean, yeah, if you head over, it's a very like basic uh, temple. Uh, it's run by a female human priest called Sister Alonza. Uh, she's very warm and welcoming. Um, but if you ask her about the lights, she doesn't really have too much information on that. Um, she's pretty simple. She's not too high up in the clerical order and, uh, she kind of mostly does funerals and basic services around town. So I'm sorry I couldn't be more help about the lights, but I'm not really familiar with creatures. I try not to go outside the walls often. No need to be sorry. 
How much for like a, a typical funeral service here? <laughs> uh, they they come pretty cheap. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Do you know how to like do a service for like somebody who was in the benevolent hand? <laughs> I'm not familiar with their particular beliefs, but I'm sure if you filled me in, I could put together a service. Or did someone pass? Unfortunately. No, not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Just being prepared. But they're terminally on my bad side, so... <laughs> yeah. Okay, good to know. Okay, also, go with God, my son. I'll turn to the other two. Hey, if I die, can you give me the burial rites of somebody who is in the benevolent hand? Not because I like them, but because I hate them. And it would make me happy to see another one of them buried. Hmm. What? All right. <laughs> so you'll become one just so that you can get buried <laughs> as one. Oh my god. Well, if you die, someone's gonna have to actually create what their funeral rites are. Maybe it'll be something weird. Oh, it's gonna be weird. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready to uh, peace out? Yeah. Like Thorne's just ready to go. <laughs> We're not even going to stay the night? Let's go fucking can. crush this... Are we staying the night? I was going to say, oh. let's crush this long rest. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yep, you guys have your long rest. You wake up, ready to go, carts all packed. Before we rest, I cast good berry. Of course. <laughs> Before we rest, I, I teach Bony Danza how to play rock, paper, scissors. Interesting. You got <laughs> this it. This is a long trip. He's not very good at it. He always goes for rock. He also has no eyes, but... Good old okay. rock. Nothing, Nothing beats, beats rock. it. <laughs> Except paper. Right. And yeah, in the early morning, you guys are up, and from here on, you just have uh, your own skill and Darius's notes to guide you. All right. I feel like Cass might be the best to, you know, he he's the the one who like sort of knows the way uh, of things. You know, good with directions and shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and apparently better with words. I just. I'm good with both directions and shit, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Cass, expert tracker. Make... <laughs> why don't you make a roll for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use uh, nature or survival bonuses to it if you have them. Ooh, survival, please. All right. Shit. That's going to be a 10. Okay, so you're studying the map of this Stone Tooth Mountain, where um, Darius believes is the location to enter into Kundrakar. And studying it with your roll, you can see that uh, it's a real steep cliff. It's like steep cliffs surrounding the mountain with a small uh, path visibly winding its way up towards the top. Uh, I can tell there's really dense trees um but with you know maybe you could study it more later but for now that's about the level of detail you get from it you gonna tell us about it i mean i guess we just stay on the path right we're just yeah so it's gonna take you guys like three days to travel up towards uh the mountain so your cart goes a decent way um but i'd say well, first, let's see how your nights go. For the three days getting up there, you're going to have to spend two nights out in the forest. How would you like to handle camping down? 
I mean, we have the wagon. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably be fine sleeping in the wagon. None of us have any kind of... Do we have any ability to, like, ward this wagon against anything, or...? Talk to the wizard. Ooh, hang on. Mm-mm-mm. Let me look at my spell list. You know what? I'm not a wizard, okay? And the fact that you two haven't caught on to that gives me serious doubts about your cognition abilities, okay? Wizard has a spell book. Of course sake. we have caught on to it. It just seemed like you kept saying it and we wanted to preserve your feelings. Oh, well, in that case, I appreciate that to a wonderful degree. And I love you both very much. Also, I can make a campfire with Druidcraft. <laughs> <laughs> also. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I've got anything that I can cast that will like last overnight. Maybe what we can do is like take some some like boughs from trees and maybe like cover up the cart. I don't know how cold it is, but like if we have to I don't know, maybe go without a campfire so that we remain a little bit more hidden, then that's probably the way to go. So your decision is you use some brush to cover up the cart, I'm assuming off the path then, like a little ways? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then did you decide on no campfire? I think that's probably best. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hey, this is cool. Okay, before we, before we go to sleep, I would like to use Druidcraft... And it says I can create a tiny, harmless sensory effect that predicts what the weather will be like at your oh at your location for the next twenty four hours. Well, that's pretty useless. <laughs> uh, never mind. Yeah, I guess we'll just right. well, we'll we'll cuddle up, <laughs> try and stay warm. All right, let's see how things go. Okay, first night, it's quiet. Nothing happens. You have a similar setup the second night. And uh, you're good. At the campfire, it seems like you didn't draw any attention. And, uh, you know, I heard some animal noises and stuff throughout the night, but uh, nothing interrupted you. And so on the third day, uh, the road narrows out. Uh, It's no longer passable with the cart. You are able to secure it kind of off to the side in a a little secure glade. Um, But from here on, you can see uh, a footpath. And looking out, so yeah, you pass through brooding pine forest and deep vales, um, and from where you stand now, you can catch sight of a tall, steep hill that rises to a prominent bare knob of rock, the Stone Tooth. A thin spire of smoke rises from some unseen point high on the hill's slopes, and you can make out a steep, narrow road or track that runs back and forth across the face of the mountainside. But from here on, you'll have to go by foot. Do we just, like, leave the horse? Will the horse be okay? I think he'll be fine. Okay. can leave some food out. Well, let's uh, take our important stuff and head on. So you're just heading up the path? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. um, As you walk along, you... Um, hit a bit of a turn in the path, and as you turn around, making your way through dense trees, um, all of a sudden you come face to face with two orcs. Seems they were taking the same path 
towards you guys. Hey! So, <laughs> you both kind of uh, startle each other, and um, the one the one orc in front yells out, "Oh shit!" Can I startle them with an uppercut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll initiative. It's going to be a twelve. Thirteen. Sixteen. Okay, let's see what these orc boys got. <laughs> wow, a three. It's a natural one. And a nat 20, so a nat one and a nat 20. <laughs> wow. So I'll say um, the one in front that said, oh shit, is, is completely caught off guard. Like, just stumbling, whatever. Um, but when he hears that cry out, the one behind him is uh, really on point. And... So, right after you hear this orc yell out, oh shit, um, a javelin flies over his shoulder. Damn. I have to leave this up to you guys, but who do you think's in front? I'd probably cast, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Does an 18 hit? Sure does. Alright, so a javelin hits you, and it's going to deal 1d6 plus 3... Ooh, I got a six. Damn. So that's nine piercing damage. This javelin hits you square on, Cass. Oh, it just like sticks in me. That is, I don't, I did not like that. And uh, Hugo, you're next up. Okay, what are these orc boys rocking? Like leather armor, no armor. They're wearing a hide armor. Uh, little crude like belts and, and they're both in shorts kind of cute fur shorts and uh, <laughs> the one has shorts. a big old axe and then the one behind him has like um, a bunch of javelins strapped to him how, how far away are they? oh I'm guessing they're pretty close right? we almost walked into each other yeah the first one's probably only like 10 feet in front of Cass and the other one's like a 5 foot behind him Okay, alright, you two knuckleheads. Um, I'm just <laughs> Oh boy. It's been a long time since I've been in Hugo's headspace. <laughs> but you know what? Like after after here's where Hugo's at. After destroying Bellic, um, he's maybe a little bit overconfident. <laughs> so he's gonna go up and try to strangle the uh, the first orc. <laughs> I'm gonna lay my bare hands on him and cast inflict wounds. Oh my god. Oh, okay. How high do you have to jump to get your hands around his neck? It's a it's a touch. Touch spell, yeah, I gotta go. But I that's a I rolled a nine total, that's real bad. Yeah, it's gonna go well for you. A nine to hit? Yeah. Oh, that that doesn't do it. Nope. I think maybe you get your hands on some of his uh, hide armor, but you don't quite make contact with the skin. Okay, hopefully, I've, maybe I've freaked him out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a, like a crazy look on my face, being like, "I'm gonna fuck you up, man! I'm gonna fuck you up!" Why don't you roll uh, intimidation? Okay. Um, no, I got a total of seven there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's I not did, convinced I yet. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up, man. <laughs> You're yeah, just imitating the barman. You kind of look like a little boy, so. <laughs> oh, 
But uh, next up would be Thorn. It'll help. And <laughs> <laughs> just roll my eyes at this entire situation. Um, like, part of me also just wants to come up and fuck him up. Like, with my hands. Just to, like, better... <laughs> you go. You're gonna try to show me up? Yeah, but, like... <laughs> You don't have I also think it'll be just as funny to just try to poke them in the eye with my rapier. Yeah, the one in front will be like, oh, this little boy tried to touch me. Gross. <laughs> Excuse right. me. I'm, I'm a le- legally an adult. <laughs> I'm a little man, not a little boy. Thank you, Cass, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna use my magic rapier. Mm-hmm. I still do not understand it. what I've written down here in my chicken scratch. Oh my god. You can't even read your own writing. Shut up. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just the normal stats for a rapier, but it's plus one because it's magical. Yeah. And then you had that, uh, I think it was the bone breaking effect that you added to it, mm-hmm. which happens on a critical. Okay. That was... So 16 to hit? Yeah, that's going to hit. All right. Uh, seven. Ooh, yeah. So you get a really good stab in. He's like, oh, shit! The girl stabbed me! Oh, my God! This is not good! Help! I I don't know if Bonnie Danza gets an attack, though, when he's with me. Uh, he is a summon undead skeleton. Do some damage, Bonnie Danza. And yeah, he, he can take his turn on your turn. Just to make things simpler. So if you want to use him to attack, he's got a plus four to hit with a with a sword. Does 1d6 plus two. Alright, so Bony Dance is going to swing his sword at uh, the same guy's butt, trying to cut his shorts off, because he doesn't have shorts yet. He wants shorts. Those are orc-sized shorts. Yeah. It'll fit his very lean frame. <laughs> probably could have bought shorts at the Outfitters for like 10 silver. Shut up. They weren't orc shorts. Uh, nine to hit? No. So he kind of bojangles over and swings the sword, but he's a little rusty. Or a little dusty, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Thorin, if that's your turn, you did a decent job stabbing this orc. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cass, you're up next. Okay. Uh, teammates have stepped up in front of you yeah. to, to attack this orc. So they attacked the closer one, right? And it was the one in behind who threw the spear at me? Yep. So I just, I have a, a question, I guess. If, if I were to use Thorn Whip and mm-hmm. hit that guy and pull him 10 feet towards me, that would pull him past my two party mates, would that give them attacks of opportunity? You know what? I'd say since his friend's like in front of him and it's a small path, I'll let you pull him, you know, if it works, mm-hmm. past like one side or the other. So one of them, sure, will get an opportunity mm-hmm. attack if you're dragging him by. Okay. So I'm going to cast Thorn Whip on the guy in behind. Yep. <laughs> That's 21 to hit. That definitely hits. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to hit him. I'm going to do how much damage? Let's... 
That's gonna do... So it does two, two piercing damage. And it pulls him ten feet closer to me. I don't care. Yeah, who do you want to pull him by? Cass or Thorn? I need to redeem myself. Alright, I'll pull him past Hugo. Or Hugo, yeah. Um, Alright, so Hugo, you get an attack of opportunity on this guy. Okay, this is the very first time I get to use my Warcaster feat. And I get to make a spell attack uh, instead of a melee weapon attack with an attack of opportunity. So I'm going to hit him with a firebolt. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that I rolled a total of 19. So. Yep, that's good. Sweet. And that's a total of uh, six points of fire damage. Sweet. That's very good. Pretty sweet. Want to describe how that looks as he's. A vine whips out, wraps around his arm, and yanks him as he comes flying by you. Like, I just want it to, like, clothesline him as he's, like, coming past, so, like, the fireball just smacks him right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll say you get that big clothesline, it's smacked right in the face, little embers fly out from the impact. Uh, he doesn't go prone, but he'll, like, go to a knee once he reaches the ten feet. He stumbles <laughs> a little bit. Can I also just, as a bonus action, I would like to cast Shillelagh. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. What do you cast it on? Do you have, like, a staff with you? I have a quarter staff, yeah. Quarter staff, cool. Is it also, is it just, like, a, a free action to pull out my shield? Yeah, I'm not gonna, like, take action so much for, like, switching weapons okay. or anything. I've never really done that. Unless it's, like, really context-specific. Okay, yeah, I just want to pull out my shield as well. Yeah. Yep, just adjust your uh, AC on that. Yep. Okay, so it's going to go to the orc who's just been pulled along and his face blasted with fire. Um, so he's a little confused. Um, and I think from his kind of uh, kneeling position, he's going to stab out with a javelin at Cass. Uh, he gets a 19 to hit. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, four damage. Kind of just grazes you. Leaves a cut on the side of your leg. And then it goes to Hugo. So yeah, now you, in a way you've got one in front of you and kind of one behind you. I will say this, while, you, while you're making up your mind, if you're like eyeing the one that you already hit with the firebolt, Cass is going to say, not him, he's mine. Okay. I'm going to say, maybe we should try to take one of them alive. And then I'll look at the one that right in front of me and I'll say... But not this one. I'm gonna try <laughs> again. Wow. For fuck's sake. Ugh, god damn it. What'd you get? I rolled a six for a total of eleven. So unless I have advantage because it's me and Thorn, then it's not gonna hit. What I'll give you is because you've been pretty intimidating. If you can if you can pass a decent intimidation check, I'll uh, make it so he, he you know, since he's intimidated, he's not as good with his defense. All right. Creaky. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> okay, you tried it. You tried to, you know, intimidate him to get his guard down. Um, but he managed just to block you uh, with his big beefy arm okay. right at the last moment. I'm just getting him, like, out of position so Thorn can finish him off. <laughs> yeah. All right, Thorn. Just, like, rolling my eyes hard again, like, what the fuck, Hugo? <laughs> what are you doing? I think because uh, Hugo and you are engaged with the same guy, you get the flanking advantage. 
Ah, thank you for reminding me. What does that mean? <laughs> you just get advantage on attack roll because there's two on one. Okay. The first one hits, but let me just see in case I roll a crit. Wait, are you a rogue? Yeah. So you get sneak attack yeah. if you have advantage on your attack. Yeah. Dang, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Candace has no idea. <laughs> I'm just looking like, uh huh. Yeah. Actually, I think she's got advantage. Like, even if like her swashbuckler ability, she gets a sneak attack if she's the only one fighting and like there's no allies within a certain distance. You guys know more Jeez. about me than I. So yeah, you probably almost character. always have sneak attack. But yeah, make an attack with advantage. Add your sneak attack damage if you hit. So apparently, I need to read my character sheets again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need a new character sheet. I gotta go over it again, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Uh, 22 to hit. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yep. No problem. 12 damage. Dang. And that's with your sneak attack? Oh, that's without my sneak attack. What? Okay. What's my sneak attack wow. damage again? Uh, I think it's probably only like a 1d6 at the lower level. I'm sure. checking. Only... Uh, it's 2d6. Sneak attack is oh, 2d6 oh, at yeah, third level. right there. Sneak attack, 2d6. Oh, I wrote that there. Yep. Good. Good. So what was that number I just gave? Seven. Twelve. Twelve. Um, <laughs> I got a six and a five. Oh, my. Twenty-three damage. So Twenty-three Jesus damage. Jesus Christ. Okay. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the rule where you as players, if you take, uh, like, if you hit zero and then half of what your max health is, like, beyond that. It's like an auto-kill. Instant mm-hmm. death, yeah. Yeah, you instant death this guy. It didn't even <laughs> matter that he was already damaged. You, there's, I wouldn't even let you do non-lethal damage with this attack. He is <laughs> brutalized. He just disintegrates. You, you cut him down ruthlessly. And Hugo, that is how you do it. <laughs> Yeah, especially for Hugo, he was basically, like, swatting hands at each other, like, wrestling, <laughs> trying to, like, grab him, and he kept dodging you, and all of a sudden, you just get covered in blood. Uh, I hit that infamous orc artery where if you hit it, they explode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was distracting him, okay, Thorn? You're welcome. All right? Um, I do also have Boney still with me. That's true. And we have one that's still alive that we wanted to keep alive. Yeah, he's engaged with Cass, stabbing him with javelins. All right, can before that happens, can I read you rakish audacity? Mm-hmm. Okay. I um, get something it says. My want to know what it says? It says here my thing. Pip on play no advantage no op. Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you have a stroke? Okay, starting at... Th- okay, so you uh, you give yourself a bonus to your initiative rolls equal to your charisma modifier. <laughs> that's so what it that's says. crazy. <laughs> sure. Sorry, she didn't hear that because... Yes, I did. Okay. You also gain an additional way to use your sneak attack. You don't need advantage on the attack roll to use your sneak attack against a creature. If you're within five feet of it, no other creatures are within five feet of you, and you don't have disadvantage on the attack roll. That's why it says no advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the pip on blue is. <laughs> I need to rewrite my shit. <laughs> I just wrote it really quickly, okay? That's good though. I'll All try right. and keep I'll try and keep that in mind. Thanks. Sorry for that diversion. But basically no, if 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 it's you and one other creature, they're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you're dueling someone, you automatically get sneak attack damage. That's pretty cool. Jeez. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> so Bony Danza, in his top hat and scarf and his adorable deerskin cloak, what is he going to do? He's better and better. Um, he's just going to walk up and try and uh, poke him with a sword. Slash him with the sword, but like non-lethal slashing with the sword. All right, r- roll them bones. Thirteen. Oh, that just gets him. Yay! Okay, and you do a one d six plus two. Four. Yeah, he stabs him like in the shoulder, and you see like his art you know, the orc's arm go limp a little bit, um, but he's barely holding on. I believe we move on to the next person. Yeah, so that goes back up to the orc, who's now... Oh, no. That goes to Cass. Cass, Cass, yep. Cass kicks an ass. He's on, like, one knee. He just got stabbed in, like, the shoulder from behind. He was already messed up from before. Knock his ass out, Cass. All right. Cass is going to walk up and actually put his quarterstaff away and just try and punch him in the face really hard, non-lethally. <laughs> So is that That's just like a general melee attack I think it's just gonna be like a flat Unless you have something for like uh, Improvised fighting I don't just be Like a flat d20 And I don't think you have any like strength bonuses either I do not So probably like a d4 And I biff it <laughs> <laughs> So you like slap him Which is rude <laughs> But it doesn't really like do any damage Rude is good enough. <laughs> At this point, it's principle. He's like, ow, somebody help. Oh, God, help me. I'll, I'll get you for this. And he's just screaming and making a lot of noise. Uh, on his turn, now that he actually comes up next, um, he's going to try and stand up and run away. Uh, so, Cassie, get an attack of opportunity as he tries to run away in terror, screaming for his life. I'm gonna hit him with my quarterstaff. Okay. Non-lethally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh... Ten. It's not gonna do it. It's not enough. I've, I think I've rolled a five every single time. Every running has been a five. Boney Danza is there with him. I think Boney can take an attack of opportunity too, since he was in combat. (laughs) 22 to hit. What the freaking. Oh my god. (laughs) Boney Danza, like whips the cloak back and you just see a flash of his sword like like I don't know like a ninja kind of thing going on like he's a superhero and uh, you don't even see the sword hit you just see a cut show up on the orc's calf and he collapses to the ground he's alive but he can't do anything anymore alright so are we done the combat portion of this? yep you're out of combat Bony Danza expertly took him down. So um, I'm going to go over and high five Bony Danza and okay, just roll my eyes at the boys. I'm like, what were you guys doing? <laughs> and then I guess kneel down in front of our orc friend and just say, hello, we have some questions for you. You think he speaks common? Yeah, because we heard him talking the whole common. time. He was yelling, help. 
lot, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, it's Cass a- is going to eat ten good berries. <laughs> He's just munching them. I spit the seeds at the stupid orc. Wow. He just whimpers and begs for his life. What you doing out here, pal? Oh, we were on, sco- <laughs> we're on scouting duty. We live close by. Oh, I was just scouting for food. <laughs> I feel bad, sort of, that I eviscerated his friend. Uh-huh, yeah. You instantly attack everyone you come across, is that right? I told you we were looking for food, your food! <laughs> <laughs> Less bad now. Maybe Thorne should take point, because I'm not charismatic, and I've demonstrated two times that I can't intimidate anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so close to his face, I'm going to roll intimidation. What am I trying to find out from them again? Yeah. I think we will. Okay, so I think we want to find out, like, how many there are, where they are, and maybe how we can avoid them. Okay. All right, Intimidation. 24. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. You're rolling so hot tonight. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just lay into this guy, and Bony Danza stands behind you with his bony arms crossed and his cape billowing in the breeze. Yeah. And the Jesus. pair of you are absolutely I'm afraid of Bony Danza. Yeah, Bony Danza is amazing. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> with his top hat. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get him a monocle next. Really love. Okay, somebody. Okay, I will pay for fan art of Bony Danza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, like, honestly, uh, for whatever reason, Tuxedo Mask is in my head. Yeah, but, but as a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Gotta somehow make this happen. Anyways. <laughs> he will beg for his life and uh, swear he'll answer any questions that you have. All right. So, first... Uh, how many of the orcs are there? <laughs> Just in general. Oh, well. <laughs> general. It's, it's quite a number of us. Uh, we live in this cave just up the path. Uh, you know, it's a whole community of us. Uh, where are we trying to go again? <laughs> Kundrakar. <laughs> okay. So what should I ask him? Is there a way for us to avoid you? You can all ask questions. You intimidated yeah. him enough that he'll answer the party. There you go, Hugo. <laughs> you had questions? He'll answer them now. Um, I guess I would ask, like, can we can we pass through without being attacked? Like, are you reasonable? I'm gonna assume no, we're not really reasonable. Like, we <laughs> hunt eat people around here. We take what we want. Uh, we basically secured the whole top level of caves for ourselves uh, and sealed off the path to the underground levels where there's you know some scary shit uh, but from here we scout the forest and hunt for food and, and treasures and sometimes we capture people and sell them back to the town that earns us some good money uh, but no like we were scouts and uh, there's another scouting party out with us though obviously not close enough and uh, there's also two guards at the gate up the mountain path, but they're real chatty Cathy's. They're usually dicking around. I don't know why they don't get scouting duty. 
Okay, I'm going to turn to the party and be like, does this cave sound like the place we need to go to get into the place we're trying to go? This little human boy's being very vague. (laughs) (laughs) Is this Orton just hitting puberty? Is that why his voice like Rick and Barney? This little human boy. I like this big one, though. You kind of look like an orc when I first saw you. Don't smell as good, though, huh? Cass is going <laughs> to no, crouch down. Not. Cass is going to crouch down in front of the orc and just say, I have a question. How much room in your cemetery? Because you're going to be burying a lot of yourselves. Oh, well. Oh, well, we kind of eat our dead. <laughs> I hope you're hungry. <laughs> Prepare for oh. a feast. <laughs> awful right now. Cass is real angry. He took two spears and then didn't even get to hit the guy. He just slapped him like a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He's both embarrassed and angry. (sighs) Yeah, it sounds like where we need to go. Is that that true, Tom? Is that... Is this cave our way in? Um, Like, if you describe you're looking for a cave, he will say, like, yeah, like, you know, we've moved in, but it's an old, like, unused cave, and it looks like there's, like, dwarven designs in some of the rooms. Like, I don't get to sleep in the nice rooms, but, like, our leader has, like, a nice room, and it's, like, actual, like, stonework. And, like, so, yeah, yeah. if we're looking for, like, a, a, a dwarven stronghold, this, this it might be it, but it's also where we live. Oh, crap. All right, tell us about the scary shit. <laughs> the scary shit? Well, the gate's defended. That's usually where I work. And then I sleep in kind of a shitty room and I'm not allowed into the nicer places. You said that there was a scary shit underground. What's that all about? Oh, well, we sealed off the underground entrance because we don't go there. Because? Because there's scary shit. It's like deeper into the (laughs) mines and the old structure. And uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it myself. The whole time I've been here, it's always been sealed off. Some scary shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Boney, can you watch him for a sec? I'm going to pull the other three aside. Boney, just, just stand just there. crosses and, his arms and like, yeah. wiggles his sword back and forth. Okay. So we got to go through all these motherfuckers? Yeah, you guys don't stand a chance. Boney and I, maybe. <laughs> okay. Here's my, here's my thought. Like, do we want to try diplomacy or do we want to try being sneaky? I don't think we can stealth our way then. I I'm think not, we need I'm to not good lure them out. I think we need to lure them out, and I think this guy is our ticket to do it. We're food. Yeah, we let him cry out for help. We tie him up. We let him cry out for help. What, we we lay an ambush. One by one? Yeah. Now you're talking. It's a whole community of them, though. Yeah, but they're not all. F- I don't know. You said all community. It's not all people who are fighting, right? There's got to be some women and kids we can kill. Jeez. Um. Okay. I mean, Thorin's all on that plan. Mm-hmm. You just keep poking him with a sword and let him scream out in pain. I mean, but here's, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm kind of remembering the goblins and like, they weren't all bad. They just wanted a place to live. Yeah, but these people eat people and they've been like capturing them and selling them back to their own families. Hmm. I mean, do, can the three of us take on an entire... You know, clan of orcs. Well, Boney Dan's obviously can. 
I said the three of us. I'm not talking about Boney Danza. <laughs> I stand a pretty good chance right now. I don't know about if we like delay this by any time. <laughs> if my ro- I mean, my attacks will be any better. Do I like? Would I know anything about like orc culture? You know, is there some kind of like weird rules that they have for like parlaying, um, where we could like talk to their leader, maybe come to some kind of agreement? Because I mean, I, here's the thing: like two of them. Like, Cass, you you got hurt pretty bad, right? Yeah, it hurts a lot. Okay. So th- that was, like, one of them. And the other guy didn't even get to swing his axe once. So I don't think that these, like, they're not, they're not like goblins. Yeah. Right? So if it's possible, I don't know, maybe Hugo can think back to, like, one of the first classes he took in, in school before he dropped out. Um, and maybe <laughs> it was, like, an elective uh, about orcs. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you guys need much of a check. Like, orcs are pretty well known to be, I mean, they're they're chaotic evil. They're, you know, they have some structure, but it's mostly like the strong are the ones in charge. Um, I don't think there's much, like, working with them. They stay pretty isolated from other races. Yeah, you you wouldn't expect, like, a warm welcome... It's really hard to to trade with them in any meaningful way. This, uh, he said that there were two orcs guarding a gate. Was that like a gate, the gate to the deeper part? Or was that the gate to the entrance of the, like this cave or what? Uh, So he'll tell you that, uh, no, like up the path, you know, it, it goes up the mountain. And when it cuts back, there's some stairs and it's like an old stronghold gate. The thing's built solid as all can be. And, uh, well, I'll tell you one more thing if you promise to let me live. Yeah. So, right before the gate, there's a big wide set of stairs. And then, you know, they the kind of more narrow 10-foot stone gate in front of it. And uh, you've got to be careful because there's arrow slits on either side of the big, wide set of stairs. There's kind of secret doors from the inside that let you get in there, so if they know you're coming, they'll fill you full of arrows before you could get that door open. The two guards kind of stand on the cliff side. This guy's really as, informative. Uh, as lookouts. <laughs> See, I've told you everything. It's where I work. So it's, it's really the only part of, uh, of the mountain that I know. Big stone gate, arrow slits on this sides before it. Little ledge out looking over the mountain where there's supposed to be lookouts, but those two dicks always yucking it up, leaving me out of their jokes. <laughs> Let's go for the ledge with the yuck yucks. Yeah, maybe we can uh, do sort of a, create like a, a 300 sort of thing where we take over this narrow part and start luring them out and just slowly picking them off. I don't know. Hey, look, uh, orc-looking dude. Uh, uh, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't think they'll come out. Like, it's very well fortified. You know, if they hear you coming, I, I think it's more likely that they'll just uh, bear down and wait for you to walk into their trap. But I don't know why. I just really want to live. So uh, can I go now? What if we go where? Throw... I'll just leave out to the forest. I'll just be on my own. Can we throw, like, a giant jar of gunpowder at the door 
The orc kind of just looks at you. He doesn't know what gunpowder is. <laughs> what if something goes boom boom in front of the door? Yeah, is uh, there a is there a secret way in? Is there a is there a back door? An employee entrance. You're gonna have. Get you to do another check for me. Why don't you roll an insight check? Which one? Who? <laughs> uh, Hugo. No. I rolled a one. <laughs> That's not great. I guess everyone can roll an insight check. I got a 13. 19? All right, Thorin. So when Hugo asks about another way in, you you notice kind of a slight reaction. Like he holds his facial expressions. He's still trying to say it, but you just get a little bit of a hint that that he kind of reacted to that question. There's a secret way in. He's just not telling us. I think he needs me to uh, remove a few limbs first. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Okay. I don't know where it is. But it's not even on this side of the mountain. But but like I know from our history is that when we took this place, well, my ancestors took this place from the filthy dwarves. See, they had a great defensive area right at this big gate here, like up in front of me where I work, like I'm telling you about. So we dug in from the other side and then flooded in and wiped them all out. So somewhere on the other side of the mountain here, is like an old entrance where you know we dug in but uh it doesn't go to our area wherever the entrance is it doesn't go to our area it probably leads deeper into the caves that might still exist it could be collapsed i don't know we don't use it but it is told about in the history let's go find that Mm Hmm. can i search the dead orc see if he's got anything useful uh, yeah, he's got, um, it's kind of a shitty beat up great axe on him and, uh, like just small change, like maybe, you know, 10 silver on him. Not much of anything. I'd like to, to just look in the journal or the, the book that, uh, what's his name? Darius gave us and just okay. see if there's a, is there like a, a map of the mountain or is there any information that says anything about this? the separate entrance or that would give us an indication of like how far it is to get around the other side of the mountain. Yeah. So you had tried to study the topographic map a bit. Um, if you're looking for more information regarding this, why don't you make me a history check? Sure. Nine. Uh, you're trying to look through, but it's kind of slow going. The notes are, kind of chaotic and you're trying to find something relevant uh to what you're looking for but it's not quite coming up you can study this further by like taking some more time or uh you could try to study the map again with either a nature or survival check yeah let me check uh, the map with a survival check okay oh my god never mind Oh, yeah, you, ha- you're, you must be having a hard time focusing. You're flipping through pages, but nothing is really popping up. Can I look at the map just for, like, shits and giggles? Yeah, you can all look at it. Like, it's there for you guys to study. I don't think many of you have really read through it. And what are we rolling for? 
under so there's um there's a map mm-hmm. and you can study that with nature or survival there's um a bunch of random like pages of like histories and and stories and stuff uh they're pretty disorganized so you can kind of study through and see if you can make sense of those with a uh, history check Uh, so 16 for survival. Okay. So yeah, you're studying this topographic map. And I'll actually send this over to our page. I just picture like Cass is like, just got his face buried in this, like trying to make sense of it. And Thorne's just walking by. She's like, oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> He's like, oh. How did that work? It's like seeing the magic eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, it's a boat. What? So that's a rough map. You guys see that there? Yes. Okay, so studying that, you can see that path on, like, the southwest side, and that's where you were walking along. Eventually, that path would lead up the cliffside to this, um, he calls it the mountain door. From your role, you could assume that like, you can see the perimeter of the rocky mountain face, so the alternate entrance would be somewhere along there. But it's also incredibly steep and dense forest. And with your check, you would know it would be, it would be very slow and very difficult to try and work your way around this mountain in an attempt to find um, a cave. All right, so I'm going to say to everyone, do we want to have a showdown? and try and fight these guys in some way? Or do we want to try and sneak into the back of the mountain? But I don't think a head-on confrontation is going to go our way. I don't think so either. Not with your rules. Definitely not with my rules. I don't think we have much of a choice. I so think. sneaking up the butt it is? Yeah. <sighs> Hugo? Agreed. Okay. Hugo, why don't you make... A history check for me. Yeah. You, you haven't looked at the notes. Give you a chance to look over and see if you can find anything relevant. No, okay. It's a five. Never mind. My goodness, guys. Can I also try a history check? Sure. Oh, my God. How come it's only you? You're 19. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's on fire. <laughs> I haven't rolled higher than a God damn ten! I've like rolled high, lower than like, a ten. Yeah, it looks effortless. You just like fan the pages and stop, and you're like, "Oh, this kind of looks like something." And you see a piece uh, written, and it goes, two centuries ago, the great dwarf smith Durgadin the Black and his clan were driven from their home by a horde of fierce orcs and trolls. They plundered the dwarves' ancestral halls and slew all they could catch, fleeing his enemies." Durgadin led the destitute remnants of his clan in search of a new home. Uh, After years of wandering, the dwarves discovered a great cavern system beneath the Stone Tooth, a rugged, forested hill crowned by a bare, rocky crag. There, Durgadin and his followers founded the stronghold of Kundrakar. And then it goes on... Sorry, I'm just looking for my bit. And then they were attacked by more orcs? Yes, they were. That's so sad. <laughs> orcs then attacked again, and while they defended them at the front gates, the orcs learned, um, or the orc chieftain raised a great army, and 
After fighting a hard-fought siege lasting months, the orcs tunneled around the dwarven defenses from the east side of the mountain. When they finally stormed the place, they put all within to the sword, then carried off wagon loads of booty. So that gives you a hint that the orcs tunneled in during their during their raid on the east side um, from the east side, and this is kind of the southwest side that the path would lead up. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be a trek. Around. Yeah, it's a fair bit around. It'll be a hard trek through the forest, but you've got a hint of where it is. I say we can do it. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think we have a choice. I think we have to. I think it's the best way. There's three of us. So I'm going to... Are we going back to our orc friend with Boney? Yeah, he's still there. His 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 leg was cut. He's still kind of on the ground. I so, think we should just knock him out, not say anything, and then just leave, because I don't want him to know where we're going. So I'm just going to... Can I just kill him, please? You have a real uh, aversion to me killing this one, but not the other one? Uh, well, he was helpful. I don't know. He's going to tell people that someone was coming and that he what he told him about the tunnel anyways thorn just looks at you guys rolls her eyes again and is going to make an attack and to like put the sword through his head before you do that i cast druidcraft and i make a little puff of wind right in his face that smells like farts smells terrible do you want me and to then, uh, roll for smashing his head in? No. Okay. It's just an auto hit of whatever you want to do to him. All right. Kill him. Good God. All right. You just slice him up. He doesn't even see it coming because he's gagging on fart smell. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> I mean, that was that was hilarious, but a little, a little upsetting. Um, so all is quiet and this kind of small forest path um now that he's dead the kind of silence is, you're more aware of it he was making a fair bit of noise and as you look around like you've got two bloodied large orc corpses on the path yeah i want to drag them off the path and kind of like clean up the scene yeah he did say there was another scouting party so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. should try and uh hide the evidence it would be right. really kind of fun to like chop off their heads and put them on a stake further away from the path. So when someone comes looking, there's some more kids, but... They've got pretty thick necks, so if you want to cut off their head, it'll take a bit of time. <laughs> fine, we won't. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just giving you options. I look up Yeah, maybe way. if there's like a cliff side or like a, a drop yeah, off, we can just... throw them off. Chuck them over the side. All right, yeah. Kind of roll them down a hill into some really thick brambled bushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then maybe we can uh, do like a like a little faint, like go go back down a little bit to the yeah. side and then back up. So it's like we're not going directly up in case they're trying to follow our tracks. Yeah. Oh, like breaking some branches and going in a different direction to throw them off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And doing all, all right. sorts of like. Why don't you all make a. Okay. No, I'll take survival checks. I think is a good one. Not that it matters. I'm just gonna roll a two. Oh fuck! Finally, twenty-one <laughs> for Excellent. surviving. Oh, this is gonna be twenty-three. Okay, this is gonna be the one that I do poorly on. Then <laughs> don't fuck it up, Candace. 
12. All right. All right. Y'all did pretty good. Like, uh, Cass, you know, with your big body, you drag them off. You throw them down the little hill into some spiky bushes. That works wonderfully. Uh, I see Hugo or with, like, like a branch, like, scraping it on the ground to, like, move the dirt around and cover up the bloodstains. And uh, Thorn kind of takes a quick stroll through the woods in, like, a loop uh, going the other direction. You know, snapping branches and stomping plants to make false paths. And uh, you've done quite a good job clearing this up with uh, spending minimal amount of time. It'd be funny if when we chucked the bodies down, they like landed on some rubber plants and just like bounced back up right into the fort. <laughs> it's a treant. <laughs> hey, what are you doing dumping these bodies over here? I'm just a treant trying to sleep. Hey, I'm sleeping here. Hey, I'm a tree over here. <laughs> tree ant from New York. Yeah, all the tree ants in my world apparently now have New York accents. So there you go. So yeah, you all successfully hide the the bodies. Uh, you're looking at the map that you now have. You know some some basic knowledge of where to go. And ahead of you is thick, dense forest. It's going to be a slow trek through it. Uh, it's going to really uh, take some time, but with careful observation of the map and maybe some skills from one of the party members who is good with nature and not getting lost, uh, hopefully you can find your way. But you know there's another orc party out there. They're probably looking for you after hearing some of the screams from these two you put down. And um, yeah, you only have mystery ahead of you. Well... For our long walk, I can tell you all about the various spoons in my family's antique spoon collection. <laughs> oh, wow. That seems really fitting that you have a spoon collection and that you're actually very proud of it. Cass is actually very intrigued. Do you collect them from, like, all your travels as, like, souvenirs? Like a Neverwinter spoon and... Neverwinter spoon, Faerun spoon, Sword Coast spoon. Wow. Sword Coast spork. Um, you know, <laughs> kind of cheated with that one. Oh, do you have the set from uh, last year's uh, arena championships? Yeah, that was a collector's edition. Uh, they were too badly damaged in the uh, arena fighting. I don't know why they gave all the fighters spoons to fight with. It was such a bizarre choice. <laughs> that was the theme, yeah. I mean, right, we guys, have well, the that eyeballs good. that the spoons gouged out, but not the spoons <laughs> yeah. themselves. Oh my god! Ooh, curious. 